0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Thumbnail, a visual arts podcast. I'm Joe Rosher, illustrator, animator, and adjunct professor. And I'm Louis Rosignal, visual artist. And
1: today we're going to be talking about two artists that are not professional artists and maybe don't even want to become professional artists. Because I was thinking the other day, like our podcast is aimed at artists, obviously, but we talk a lot about business aspect of doing art. Not always, but that's what we tend to Focus on quite a bit. And I feel like that kind of limits our audience because that, you know, there's a, a lot of people that just like making art and they don't have any intention of it becoming a business. And so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that today, particularly like what would make someone want to not turn it into a business, some of the pros to keeping it a hobby. And then I have like a cool article I looked up that has questions to kind of ask yourself to decide whether. You do want to switch over to being a career, or if you answer the questions in a different way, maybe it is better to keep it as a hobby. So, I thought we could go through those and talk them out. Sounds good. And then, the other article that I had that I thought was interesting it was like 10 reasons to take up a creative hobby. So, maybe there's people out there that don't really have any creative hobbies and they're listening, or they are doing some, but these are just good reasons to think about why to sustain your hobby and what it's doing for you mentally and in other aspects of your life. Sounds good. Cool. So, as far as doing anything as a hobby, did you always know you wanted to do it as a career, or was it something that you contemplated doing something else as a career, maybe just creating art on the side?
0: You know, ever since I was really little, you know, when other friends of mine wanted to be firemen and astronauts, I always thought that was cool. Like, I thought I'd be a professional basketball player or something like that. But it always came up that I wanted to be an artist. Yeah. As I grew older, I realized more and more that if I chose to be an artist, then it could mean that I would be starving, right? And so, I I fell into that generalization, the starving artist thing. And so, you know, 7th, 8th grade, I'm looking into other options and I really love science and the body and was thinking about physical therapy. I was thinking about even being a surgeon. Like I was strongly thinking about going to med school, early high school years, but then came to terms with the fact that I just am crazy passionate about art and drawing. So that's why I chose to do that.
1: Yeah. And I think that if you have to know yourself pretty well, to know, you know, what will make you happy. And I think that kind of goes into some of these questions. So let's just start with these five questions to ask yourself and we can kind of talk them out. And the first question is basically like, what am I willing to put up with? And so it talks about how all businesses have difficulties and annoying aspects that are inevitable. And so as far as the art world, you can think of things like getting rejected an art gallery or dealing with really awful clients that don't pay on time or they're really fussy and they make you rework things a lot. So there's these things that you definitely will have to deal with as a professional artist that you wouldn't have to deal with necessarily as a hobby artist. And so the question is, is that something you're willing to put up with knowing that it might dampen some of your spirits as an artist or it might make you start to dislike what you're doing a little bit because of those things that wouldn't be there if you were a hobby artist, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's hard for most artists to get over the hurdle that being an artist is being a business. And being a business means having to make your clients happy. Your customer's happy. And that's sometimes the hardest part is dealing with those conversations, finding the work in order to get the paycheck. And so, yeah, sometimes the back and forth with the clients is is the hardest part. And what have pushed a lot of artists that I know into more of a hobbyist for that very reason, because then the business of being an artist sometimes taints the passion that you have. And do you want to give that up? Sometimes I feel like I have to give that up. And it becomes... It is work, you know, and it's great work as far as work is concerned, but it can sometimes be very much work, not always the fun, passionate thing you expect it to be.
1: Right, probably creating a lot more than you actually do because you have a business angle. So I know personally, like, I like doing creative things because it's good for my mental health, it's relaxing, it's like a stress reliever. And so I did definitely contemplate like, you know, should I become an artist because I know that I didn't think about it as much as I probably should. But the fact is, if you have something that is like a stress reliever, and then you all of a sudden, you turn that into a visitor, adding a lot of stress into this thing that supposed right. to relieve stress, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And so that can be a problem if you don't have any other ways to relieve stress or if you can't compartmentalize things. That's
0: very true. And there's different ways you can do art too. So I know when I look at my art practice... I love doing sculpture work. I wish I could make a business out of it and I wish I could do better at monetizing that. But it's been back burner, passion project, hobbyist kind of level stuff Mm -hmm. where I love it and I do it for fun and I try to make some money off of it, but it just doesn't nearly come close to the other streams of income that I've already doing. And so, I would say I'm a hobbyist as far as sculpture is concerned. But because I do drawing all, all the time professionally, sometimes it does feel like work and it doesn't always satisfy me as an outlet, right? my stress outlet. And so I've learned that I've had to find uh, other ways to fight that. One of my ways is I play squash and I hit a ball in a room for an hour, three, four times a week, get some physical activity, break a sweat. And that seems to scratch that stress itch. Yep. And help me with my mental health, too. I think it's important to have something that's
1: not related to your work that you can go to for stress. And so if you're a hobby artist and that is literally the only thing that seems to work to relieve stress, maybe it's not a great idea to turn to your career, which is what the question's kind of getting at. How much are you willing to put up with, basically? The next question is kind of related, but it says, do you enjoy the marketing and sales of your work? Or is that the most painful thing you can imagine? Right. And so most artists, especially at the beginning, are solely responsible for their own marketing and their own sales. And that's a lot of work. And if you don't enjoy it, it's going to take half of your time. So, you know, you have to remember that a lot of most artists that I know don't love it.
0: No, I don't know what you think. I don't love it, but I do love the satisfaction of it. I love making the sale and all that. So I like the work you put in is fruitful. Yeah. And that jazzes me, but yes, yeah, it does take you away from actually making.
1: Yeah, it's a weird question because it says, do you enjoy the marketing and sales? I think a better question is, can you put up with it? Because <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I don't think anybody really loves marketing and loves sales. I mean, there are people, but probably most artists aren't in that camp. And so it is a good thing to think about. Like, If you're someone that hates marketing and hates sales, then staying as a hobby artist is definitely probably the better choice for you. And there's probably other career choices that would make you happier. And then you could have art as something you come home and you do in your free time. And the fact is most artists, that's what they do. That's how they don't make a full time living from art. And you can be a hobby artist and still sell your art. You can put it up on Etsy or whatever and just not really advertise it much. And if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't because you have another job. It's not such a big deal. And you don't have the stress of that.
0: Do you think you enjoy the marketing and sales? I feel like
1: I'm like you. I like to see the success. So when I run a sale, for instance, and it's successful, there is satisfaction there. So I feel satisfied. But (laughs) you know, marketing and sales is not my favorite thing to do. I feel like I'm pretty decent at it, which is good. And a lot of artists, one of the reasons they don't is because that's something they're not very good at. And you kind of have to be good at it Mm. to succeed as an artist. And so I've actually done sales jobs before I became a professional artist. So I do have some experience and maybe that helped. But it's definitely not something I would say that I love or that I enjoy. But it's not something I hate either. It's just like kind of neutral to me.
0: I do love it far more than people that I know. I think if I was put on the scale of artists and how much we love marketing, I'd probably be on the higher end if we were
1: just comparing. Do you have any friends that are professional artists that make their full-time living as an artist that just hate market and hate sales and they're actually successful? Because I don't really know anybody. I'm sure there are some that are like that. Your art would have to be basically incredible and sell itself.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Some people that I I know were able to get around that Mm -hmm. by having an agent, like a, a literary agent for picture books or something. So I know people like that who are absolutely passionate about what they do, and then they don't have to deal with the client. They're just given the work. They have a say of whether or not they want to do the project, and uh, then they just give up 25% of their pay. But it's worth To their agent, but it's worth it to them. You know, that's like, that's how much they don't like it. Or like, yeah, I'm even considering getting an agent just to take some of that stress off of my plate so I could think about other things.
1: I've heard good and bad about agents where like, you know, some people say that they've had horror stories having agents and they didn't feel like they brought in extra work for them, but they still ended up having to pay them 25% for basically getting the same amount of work that they could have got without the agent. So it just depends on who Mm -hmm. the agent is and how well you work with them. But that's definitely an option for people. But it's also not super easy to get an agent either. You know, there are agents you can actually just pay to be your agent, but to get like a... Legit agent, it's not like that.
0: And if we're focusing on hobbyists, as soon as you decide to be a hobbyist, money's out of the question. You could be making money here and there, but that's not your primary focus. And so I guess that's something. Yeah. I, I let's just let's move to
1: the next question. It says, What is your personal measure of success as an artist? So how do you measure success? Is it your goal to have a major museum or gallery exhibit your work? Is it your goal just to sell a couple of pieces a month or? a couple pieces a year? Would you rather be really respected as an artist or would you rather make a lot of money? Those are two different things maybe. So you have to kind of sit there and think, what is it that I want to get out of this? And your goal could literally just be, I just want to make art that I love and that satisfies me. And so maybe if that's Mm -hmm. your answer to the question, being a professional artist is not the best way to get to that goal.
0: Correct. I guess when I hear that question, how do I define success? I think if I could comfortably live off of doing just my art, that's success for me. So I guess it is a money thing. I think in my head, no matter what I do, if it's art related, I'll be happy doing it. If it brings me to the poor house doing it, I'd still probably be happy doing it. Then you just need to figure out your finances.
1: Having that be your goal, it's obvious that you should be a professional artist because your goal is literally to make a career out of your art, right? being able to support yourself financially. And I feel like most artists probably have more than one goal. Because I know, for instance, I want to just be able to pay my bills with my art, but I also want to be able to make art that I enjoy and that satisfies me. So that's Mm -hmm. a secondary goal.
0: Yeah, I think it's a secondary goal for me too. Sometimes those projects where you go into it without money on your mind, without the sale on your mind, I've found better outcomes As far as the art itself, I think the art itself is better. Mm -hmm. Just like stepping away from the commercial world, like thinking about the end product, thinking about how it's going to sell, thinking about how the customers or how the mass audience is going to be looking at it. That gets in the way a lot of times with, I want to call it like hyper-creativity or like really thinking out far outside the box and really trying to do something completely different. So sometimes not being a hobbyist could hurt your art practice as a whole. But I think finding creative ways to even as a professional artist to find your hobbies, you can find your hobbies within art to keep those gears turning to keep your creativity active. And that's important. That's not only important for your own health, I think it's also important for the professional artist. So even professional artists, I think should have hobbies within art.
1: I think that you're right. I've been doing certain things that I don't make money on, but there's some things that I enjoy doing within the art world. So I think You're right. Being a professional artist, you don't have to turn every aspect of your art practice into a business or part of your business.
0: It's weird because it's like being a creative all day doesn't give you a pass to be less creative later. Using your free time Mm -hmm. that's not your work time in creative ways, whatever you define that as, greatly affects your professional life. I would agree. Even if it's like cooking, you know, that's creative. And um, maybe you like to do anything different.
1: I want something like that's totally unrelated to visual art that I used to have a keyboard and I know how to play the piano but I wanted to like maybe do something totally different and so I've been really thinking about getting like an acoustic guitar and learning that and having something that's unrelated that really can bring me some type of uh, satisfaction in that way so.
0: I think that's very smart. I think that's very smart to do. Even like writing has helped me a lot. I don't do it enough but I think that's a. A great outlet. You're thinking. You're still thinking creatively, but you're thinking yeah. differently creatively.
1: The next one is: Is there any one thing you can imagine doing that would make you happy besides creating art? Because maybe that. oh, Let's see. What's what is it getting at? It says: Do you love rock climbing, yoga, flying planes? Just because you love painting does not mean you have to give everything up to be a painter. There are a lot of ways to be happy while doing what you love. And sometimes the answer is simply to have a way to support yourself. I'm just reading this real quick. <laughs> that. that If it sounds like I'm talking weird, it's because I'm reading. Have a way to support yourself so that you can be free to create as you wish without concern for the consumer aspect of it. So, yeah, if there's other things that you could think of that would make you just as happy doing and they're easier to make a living at, because it's not easy to make a living doing art, but if you think I really enjoy carpentry and I could picture myself doing that, then that might be a better career choice because you're way more. Well, first of all, carpenters are in like really high demand right now. You could easily make a career as a carpenter and you can make really good money. So if there's other things that you also enjoy doing that are just financially an easier way to make money, and maybe it's a a good way to go.
0: It could be a first step. It could be a way you test the waters to see if you even Mm want to make the leap. I recommend that a lot of times for students fresh out of school to have a job that can support you by itself and be pushing to get rid of that job in the future with
1: your art. I think that question though is a little weird the way it's worded because yeah, I can think of other things that I could do for a living that I would be happy. So I don't think answering a yes to that question would necessarily mean that you shouldn't become a, a professional artist. And then I'm also thinking like, well, I think I could be happy doing anything because I feel like I'm a stable enough person at this point in my life where that wouldn't Find me, and I'd be able to find happiness in my family life and other things. So that's it's not as important. And and then there's people that they could do anything and they'd never be happy. They're always looking for happiness and things mm. and vacations, and they don't seem to find it because they're just not happy from within. So I feel like if you're looking for happiness in, in, in your job or in a place where you live, it, it might not ever find you because you're not looking in the right places, I guess. Yeah. I think you can get, find an enjoyment in your job, but happiness maybe is a different thing. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Do you agree with that?
0: Oh, no. Happiness and enjoyment kind of come hand in hand in my head.
1: I could do a job that I actually hated, and I could still be a happy person, but I'm not enjoying my job. And at the same time, I could do a job that I enjoy, but I could be super depressed and miserable, even though I enjoy what I do. And so that's what I meant. I've been a happy person in my life at times when I was doing jobs I didn't like. And so I don't necessarily think you'll always find happiness in that way.
0: But... Have you ever been depressed doing something you really enjoy? Sure. I've been depressed
1: when I wasn't in a job that I hated and still I've been depressed. A lot of times people that are mm-hmm. depressed, they don't even know why they're depressed. You know, everything's going well in their life and they feel like guilty. Like, why am I depressed? So if you're looking for happiness.
0: This is a fun topic because I have a hard time thinking of something that I enjoy doing and still feeling
1: unhappy. Have you ever dealt with depression though?
0: Maybe not. Maybe I thought I have, but maybe I haven't. Yeah,
1: depression is weird because if you're clinically depressed, you can enjoy yourself while you're depressed. You could go out and do something you enjoy, but there's still like an inner unhappiness to you. And when you get home, you immediately forget it, whereas someone else might be like on a high because they really had a fun day. They enjoyed what they did. It's just a weird thing. So I feel like if you're not happy, I'm not saying don't do art. I'm saying definitely do art because that can help you and do other things that can help like exercise and stuff. But probably should see a doctor if you're clinically depressed. I don't think your job is going to make that big of a difference. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't even know why we got off onto that because it was. I just was trying to... I think it's a good detour. Just because you can picture yourself happy in a job doesn't mean you necessarily will be. The last question is, do you have a regular practice of making art? Which I think is good because I think some people think, if I quit my job, I'll just become a full time artist and then I'll be regular. But, like, if you're already not drawing regularly, like, are you going to all of a sudden become someone who doesn't procrastinate and who's super regular?
0: Yeah, you're waiting for a retirement to start your painting career or something? Or if you don't have the itch to do it on your worst days, you're not yeah. going to do it on your best days. Well, that's days. the thing. You <laughs> so. have to, when
1: you're a professional artist, you have to do it on your worst days because when you have a bad day, you can't just take the day off. You have deadlines and things that have to be done.
0: There's rarely a day that goes by where I really don't want to ever create. And when those days do happen, I kind of let them happen, you know, but they're so few and far between that... uh... Well, I, I think a
1: good way to word this question is just, are you the type of artist that really only likes to create when they're in the mood to create? Because if that's you, then you probably shouldn't be a professional artist because there's a lot of times when You're a professional artist that you have to create, even if you don't feel like you're really in the mood.
0: All the time. When you're a professional artist, you could also choose your own schedule, which is great because then you can mold a little bit to that. You can be like, okay, I really don't feel like doing anything this morning. Let me do these other things so I can get them off of my train of thought so that I can focus on wanting to do do the thing. And so, yeah, it is sometimes a struggle where you have to force yourself and then that's where it becomes a job. And that's where it's sometimes not fun and you're just working on autopilot and it's not as easy. But that's also with that force, I sometimes can break through the creative block and Mm -hmm. find the flow state again and get into that. The benefit of being a creative artist professionally is because we hit these walls a lot and we have to get through them a lot. You have less and less artist blocks in general. So when you are forcing yourself to do things, you can actually do it. Or you can be like, okay, now I'm picking up a pencil or doing something. Whereas before, I wasn't really able to do that. I feel like before college, I could only actually work on work when I felt like
1: working on work. It's like a muscle. You learn how to just break
0: through that. Right. You learn how to flick that switch. And so that's, I guess that's what the hobbyist sometimes can't do unless your hobby practice is daily and regular. And those are
1: the people that probably are more likely to be thinking about turning it into a career. I can't imagine someone that makes art every other week one day and thinks like, I'm going to do a career out of this. That's probably not likely. And so those are kind of like five Mm -hmm. questions you kind of think about and think, is it something that's for me? And like the thing is, it doesn't even matter anymore. I feel like with social media, I look on Instagram and I follow tons of artists. And I bet 80% of them aren't full-time artists. And I still really like their work. And nobody even really cares if you're a full-time artist or not. They could still like your work and buy it. So you could be a hobby artist, have an Instagram account, an Etsy shop, and maybe sell something here and there. You're doing something you love doing, And it's just a hobby that happens to make you a little
0: bit of extra money. Being a hobbyist doesn't mean your work is worse. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, he could be just as good. He can be better. Don't let the title of, I think it's a stupid title,
1: the hobbyist. I know what you mean. I'm just using it because it's only the way to describe it. Right. It is the title that's used. It minimizes what they are. It
0: minimizes it. Yeah. It's like crafter. It sounds worse than what No, it I know is. what you
1: mean. When you say like a hobby artist, when someone says a hobby artist, you immediately picture like someone that's kind of not that good at art and they're learning. But a lot of hobby artists are just as good or better than a lot of the professional artists. So, I think you probably should just describe yourself as an artist and leave the hobby word right out of it. Yeah, I agree. So, there was another article that I thought we could just go through quickly too that was 10 reasons to take up a creative hobby or to sustain one. Oh, okay. It has a list of different creative hobbies and cooking is, is on there. So, there you go. You mentioned that it was.
0: I have a little tidbit too, I think. Just having hobbies and really flexing your creative muscle regularly will help in so many different aspects of the workforce. And so humans are best at creativity. Like that's where our minds work the best. And computers will have a very hard time keeping up with that. So like when we talk about artificial intelligence taking over jobs and all that jazz, they will take over a lot of mechanical jobs. They will take over processes that are easily programmable. Not, Not creativity. You know, I think accounting. I feel like even a lot of doctor positions will be taken over substantially with AI. And so in the tech community, creativity is regarded as a valuable asset for employees that they're hiring because it can't be replicated with computers. And so that means your job and you as an asset will be less likely to be...
1: I think you're right about the doctor too, because when you see a doctor and you're something wrong with you, all they do is ask you about your symptoms and then they put together all of your symptoms with your medical history to figure it out what it is. And you could definitely replicate that with AI where you have a program that asks you your symptoms and asks you other questions and then it narrows it down to what possibly could be wrong, right?
0: Right, and so only the creative doctors will be the ones that have the job, you know? Because they could now creatively look at that data to figure out what the computer might be missing. If you had that type
1: of technology, which they probably almost already do, like you could take a lot of doctor jobs away with that and then just have one or two doctors and each fills in the gaps that what the computer can't do so being a creative is good because yeah. it's, it's not replaceable with programming so i thought well, we'll go through these quickly these 10 things and i thought maybe it'd be interesting to, so reasons to take up creative hobbies and it's kind of like pros the pros of being a hobby artist and i thought maybe we could think also does this apply to being a professional artist or is this really just applied to creative art or maybe it applies to both but one a little bit more So, for instance, the first one is creative hobbies relieve stress. We talked about this already. I think it applies to hobby art more than it does to professional art because the added stress that comes with trying to make a living with your art kind of cancels out the relief of the stress.
0: Yeah, I think the one way I would disagree is time. So, by being a professional artist, you have total Mm -hmm. flexibility with your time and that helps me with stress. And so, I guess it's a little bit of a give and take. So, as much stress as it gives being a professional artist, me having total flexibility with my time helps me with that stress. So, there you go. It relieves stress. And if you're a hobby artist
1: and you don't even notice that it's relieving stress, I bet if you stopped creating altogether, you would probably notice an increase in anxiety or or whatever, even if you're not noticing the... Impact that it's having. I
0: think you won't notice it until you do it again. Yeah, until you have substantial amount of time where you're not doing your hobby and testing that. Like I, I know there's been times in my life where I would, would wonder why I'm so irritable and then realize, oh, I didn't haven't created something in a week. I haven't been good about my sketchbook practice or haven't haven't drawn anything. So makes a big it, difference. It definitely. Affects.
1: The second one is kind of connected to it. It's, it says it's beneficial for your mental health, which is really very similar to relieving stress because that's all connected. But there's other ways that it can help your mental health other than just relieving stress. And I think this applies to professional artists too. I think because I create art on a really regular basis, more so than if I was just doing it as a hobby, I definitely feel like I'm mentally in a good place.
0: I think it's not as good as my hobbies. I think my hobbies
1: help with my mental health better. So these first two things, they apply a little bit more to a hobby art than they do to professional art, but they have some application. This next one, I think, applies to both. It says, it's just good for your brain. Having a creative hobby is good for your brain. It works a muscle, and that applies in both areas, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you need both to have a really healthy, yeah, creative brain. The
1: next one, it says, hobbies offer new challenges and experiences. And that's obviously true, right? You're Especially if you're mm-hmm. experimenting with your craft and trying out new types of that's why I love mixed media so much because it allows me to try out new things all the time rather than just being stuck just with pen and ink Mm -hmm. or just you know
0: right and you learn totally different things and sometimes there's a lot of crossover
1: it's good to have new experiences especially if you're somebody that is stuck in a rut and your schedule is the same every week and you eat the same things at least having a creative hobby will give you some way out of that and give you some
0: your experiences are what keeps your creative tanks full. It's so important to keep your creative tanks full so you can avoid creative block for one and uh, keep keep ideas flowing. The
1: next one, hobbies can improve your performance at work. That's an interesting one. So like that obviously isn't going to apply to professional artists because we are at work when we're creating. But yeah, I think that that's true. If, I think that they've said an art degree is one of the more valuable degrees now because creative people are like you said, they're not easy to replace with computers. And so if you're doing a creative hobby at home on your side, you're, you're building that creativity and you, you're going to perform better at work, especially if you're in a job that requires thinking and problem solving.
0: Yeah, creatives are sought after because you're looking at the world differently. You're seeing right. the problem differently. And so you could see a solution. So that's a huge benefit in any field. I think so. The next one, they
1: keep you away from time-wasting habits which I think is a good one because we tend to like to waste time on social media and TV, video games, and having hobbies that are creative will definitely... you know, If you spend three hours just scrolling Instagram or TikTok versus three hours where you're drawing or where you're knitting or doing something creative, you'll actually feel like you wasted time if you did the Instagram. Or Whereas if you do something creative or productive, you feel good about the time you spent.
0: I guess that's arguably experience, right? So, (laughs) even though you're maybe quote-unquote wasting time, you could be filling your creative tanks that way too. I have a hard time defining what wasting time actually is because sometimes I need to sit and look at a blank wall and do nothing for a little bit. Yeah. And that helps me creatively. You know, it helps me like reset or looking through TikTok videos or Instagram, seeing a bunch of different artists. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of mindlessly looking, but I'm subconsciously yeah. absorbing. And so I think that falls into experience category too. So I guess I have a hard time thinking of anything that's actually time wasting.
1: When you're doing those things, you actually are thinking about, okay, how does this going to inspire me in my own art? But if you don't have a creative hobby, And all you're doing is sitting at home after work and scrolling Instagram and watching TV, and you're never going to put that into anything creative that you're going to do. I feel like that is time-wasting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Because I don't find myself ever being bored. I agree with that old saying, people who get bored are boring people. And if you could train yourself right, to, I guess, use this wasted time as productive time in some way, even if it's internally, you're no longer wasting time, I guess.
1: It's different because when you're a full-time creative, you need to have time away from creating. And that means you need to digest things. You need to watch TV. You need to look at uh, social media. You need to do things that are filling your brain, giving you ideas, right? It's just a matter of having that hobby. Mm. If you're not a full-time artist, having a creative hobby will help get you away from that stuff. If that's something you do spend a lot of time on and you'd rather not because you feel like you're wasting time finding a creative hobby is important. Hobbies can help you meet new people and strengthen current relationships. I think they can help you meet new people, like strengthen current relationships. I think if you get too obsessed with your hobby, it might weaken your current relationships. I guess it depends on the hobby. (laughs) But it definitely can help you get out and meet new people, especially if you're taking classes to learn or you're doing exhibits or things like that.
0: Or just being in the particular hobby store that it's relevant to your hobby right so if we we're an artist going to an arts and crafts store looking at different materials you have more chance to run into someone yep. who has a similar interest chances are everyone in there has a similar interest to you <laughs> it's like going into a, a sports card store like a i don't know a collectible right store. you're going to
1: meet other people that are also interested in the same thing so that's good it's better than just meeting right. someone at a bar
0: right your only commonality then is drinking <laughs> it that's is not for a some hobby. people. <laughs>
1: that's a that's it's a problem unfortunately <laughs> it, it has become a hobby for some let's see what's the next one we only have a couple more oh the eighth one you're always learning that's true there's some people that they don't read yeah. they don't do any creative art they don't do any they do a job like in a factory that's repetitive and so they're if you're never learning anything new you really can become a pretty boring person and you're just never working your brain probably can actually affect your iq yeah
0: Probably. I absolutely love learning and I love learning different things and taking online classes to keep learning or just general research of whatever I'm working on. And so, yeah, just I think that's good practice
1: for anybody. To just keep learning. You could spend a million years on this earth and still not know everything. I think there's like 10,000 right. different types of apples, you know, like there's just so many things that you just could learn about. So, yeah, it's cool to keep your mind going. The ninth one is. This one's weird. It says they add another layer to your identity, which is true, right? You know, like I'm a white person. I'm a man. I'm an artist. So I have like these different identities. And so if that's really important to you to have all kinds of different layers, then I guess that's something.
0: I hate identities. I think it's dumb.
1: I kind of think that they're more divisive than any. They seem to be more divisive than anything nowadays.
0: Like a lot of times when I'm scrolling through the people I follow on Instagram, I actually really like that I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're from. <laughs> a lot of times I don't even, I don't know where they're from. I don't know absolutely anything, but I like their work. And I, I yeah. know them by their work. And that's cool. I guess that's identity in some way. But I don't like identity or categorizing yourself different ways because of inherent bias within people. If someone didn't know who you are at all, but you still told them that you're a professional artist, they're going to have an yeah, inherent bias towards that. It's like, oh, uh, you're an artsy fartsy guy, and I'm never going to have any connection with you whatsoever. I don't like art, you know, or I don't do art. So we're never going to have anything in common. So it's like an Im- immediate judgment. And I, so I 100% agree with
1: you. I think the identities just become something that people prejudge you for. Unfortunately, yeah. because they're so silly. I don't know. Like, who cares? I'm an artist, but I also love sports. I like doing lots of things that maybe typically you wouldn't think of as things that artists like to do but who cares we're all individual people i think that's more important than each of your identities is just you're an individual and everyone's an individual and you're you're unique
0: yeah i think people in general have a hard time that and i think it's human nature to want to identify yourself as different things to find your circle find your flock whatever that i think it is human nature i think it's kind of an animalistic quality you'll have it's true i think i
1: agree so the last one Hobbies are fun and rewarding. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And that applies to professional art, too. Like, I find it fun and rewarding. So, especially the part where I'm actually doing the art and creating, that's really fun and rewarding.
0: And just as frustrating... I know there's times where you're trying to do something with your hobby. Let's say it's a sculpture and I failed miserably at the end, you know, because I didn't do something in the beginning correctly. And so it's those ups and downs, but it's the figuring it out and the process. And I think just the process is what's more fun. (laughs) Because once you have the final thing, you kind of lose... (laughs) satisfaction and enjoyment really quickly. It's like, cool, I finished that thing now. What do I do now? What do I do? I I start the next thing just because you like the process of it and you like the goal of it, like having a direction towards something. I was going to ask you, do you think
1: before you were a professional artist, if someone told you they were a professional artist, you'd be a little bit hesitant to tell them like, oh, I'm a hobby artist? I don't know. I feel like there's something about saying you're a hobby artist that it Makes people like uncomfortable, or not uncomfortable, but just what I'm trying to get at, and I'm not communicating it very well, is if you're a hobby artist, just just drop the word hobby. Tell people you're an artist because that's what you are, and you know, don't be ashamed because you're not a professional artist. It's not like professional artists are better artists than you. They're artists also.
0: They just happen to do that for their living. It took a long time for me to get comfortable with identifying myself, of course, as an artist, and I'm not really sure why i guess i felt like i didn't deserve the title until i started becoming a professional artist and making money at it then i felt like i deserved the title yeah. of being an artist but i don't think i think that's-, that's
1: what i was getting at though exactly what you're saying let's say you work in a factory and all you do is do the same thing over and over again you pack boxes or whatever but your passion is you in your free time you love painting your that's your passion if someone asks you know, what do you do i don't think there's anything wrong with saying i'm an artist even though you're a full-time factory worker it's like it's not your passion that's not who you really feel like you are
0: if you go into a, a party and let's say you don't know anybody and you're introducing yourself around and your full-time job is a custodian This is speaking on personal experience it's like i used to clean for a living and so if i were to introduce myself to people i kind of felt shame for no real reason behind introducing myself as hi i'm joe i'm a custodian why you know it's a this is a totally valid job. No shame in it at all. No shame in it at all. But I felt this. I used to feel the same way when I would say that I was an artist. But so now, when I compare the two, it's like okay, I could either introduce myself as the custodian job that I am, or introduce myself as Joe. I'm um, an illustrator. It's, it ended up being a practice thing for me. I had to practice and practice and practice until I became comfortable with the fact that I am Joe, the illustrator, and even if I don't have a st- separate studio right now or even if I don't have any clients in right now I'm still Joe the illustrator and so if you just keep projecting that out and keep projecting that you are a professional or 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 not like everyone will identify you as what you identify yourself and
1: I'm not trying to say like if you work in a factory you should be ashamed to tell people you work in a factory because there's there's no shame in any job I also did custodial work I used to work at the Y at night and I cleaned the locker rooms and I wasn't my favorite job, but there's no shame in that. Lots of people do work like that. And that's all they do for their whole life. And they're great people. Like, Who cares what you do for work? Did you see on the news, this was probably about a year ago, the actor that used to be on the Cosby show was caught working at a Trader Joe's and people shamed him for it. They put posted on Instagram or whatever, like, look, it's the guy that used to act on the Cosby show and now he's Bagging groceries at Trader Joe's, and so tons of people obviously gave that person like a hard time. Like, why would you shame him for having a decent, honest living? You know, making a living and supporting his family—that's ridiculous. I didn't mean to say like if you're working in a factory that you shouldn't be proud to tell people that. What I mean to say is you shouldn't be ashamed to tell people you're an artist just because that's not how you make your living. That's what I wanted to say. Not there's any shame in any or any job. There's no shame in any job.
0: Right. That's why. Are we both kind of saying then that the word hobby is yeah. expressing your shame? It's silly.
1: You're an artist. Like, yeah. okay. If someone goes into detail and asks you, yeah. oh, is that your job? You can tell them, no, but that's what I love doing. You know, you don't have to lie, but I'm just saying yeah. you don't have to say the word hobby because people do minimizes what you do in their head as soon as you say hobby, right?
0: You know, it's it's interesting too. I get that a lot where when I introduce myself as an illustrator, animator, I inevitably get a question, a lot of times I get the question, do you do that full time? Do you support yourself on just that? And then sometimes I find myself saying, well, I also teach as a professor. And it's like, that gave them validation in their right, eyes. Like, right. oh, well, he's a professor and that's why he can be an artist. But in reality, Doing the, being the a professor... The, yeah, I know what, <laughs> right. I know what you're, you mean. Being a professor is charity. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> Compared to what I'm making as an artist. It's weird. You always feel like you have
1: to justify when you tell people you're an artist. I think I saw a movie once and the person was like, you know, I'm an artist. And then the other person was like, oh, so you're unemployed, basically. Like, it's kind of just a joke. And I always feel like I have to, like, (laughs) say, like, no, I I actually do make a living with my art. But that's so silly. Like, who even cares? Like, it shouldn't even be questioned. If someone says they're an artist, they're an artist. That's the end of it. If they make money, they make money. None of our business. So... Anyway, I think this right. is a cool conversation because there's just so many people that probably listen to our podcasts or that are just out there that are not professional artists. And maybe they would love to be someday, or maybe they just don't care to be at all. They just love doing art. And I hope that they would, can still listen to our podcasts mm-hmm. and get things out of it. Even the ones that are about business, you might be able to apply to some aspect of your life or to creating like a, a side hustle Etsy shop where you're making a little bit of extra uh, money with your art or whatever doesn't have to be
0: full-time. Yeah, good. This is a good talk.
1: Well, thanks for joining us today. And we have a coupon code in our Etsy shops, which is thumbnails for all the listeners. They get 25% off most of the things in our shop. And have a good day. Do you have anything else you wanted to add about where they can reach out to us for questions? or?
0: Uh, yeah, you can reach out, give us questions, anecdotes, what have you, thumbnail podcast at gmail.com or uh directly at either of to either of us on our instagrams at Fort house and lewis is at lewis signal perfect
1: all right thank you all right take care